Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode on the KFT Church Podcast, hosted by Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Desi Osei. Here, they share conversations and wisdom nuggets on Jesus, love, marriage, fellowship, and, and everything else you didn't think you needed to know about this walk with Christ. Celebrate the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Celebrate the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. understand if anything if anything I can say today is it's Holy Ghost birthday somebody say Holy Ghost birthday amen now yesterday I explained to you that he was in the beginning as the Spirit of God and then he entered the Gospels as the Holy Spirit But you cannot be a ghost until you die. And as he died, resurrected, and came back as the Holy Ghost. Now, the Holy Spirit could not stay among men or in man because of the sin in Genesis chapter 6. So, Genesis chapter 6, the Lord said, I will not dwell with man anymore. That is eight, his years will be 120 years. So from that day forward, he couldn't dwell among men as the Spirit of God. So in the Old Testament, he showed up sometimes. He would come upon them and prophesy and go back. He couldn't stay too long. Amen. But when he was ready for his son to be born, he manifested himself as the Holy Spirit. Because the son that is going to be born is holy you see God is in three persons we know God why God is one but he manifests himself in three different offices and we say that he manifests himself in the office of the father the son and of the Holy Spirit we understand that but when it comes to God remember God is not a human being he is a spirit So the first time we saw God mentioned in Genesis chapter 1 is that Bible said in the beginning God Elohim and first he told you that it was what? One one of them is called Eloha. So Elohim means that the triune God. But then he said that I will manifest myself in the next verse. And he said not only that the spirit of God moved. So in the Old Testament, he showed up as the spirit of God, which is the father. Somebody said the spirit of God. So anytime you see God was doing, God moved in any dimension, he was the spirit of God. So when he, when he wanted to help Elijah, he did not show up as the Holy Ghost. He showed up as the spirits of God. The Bible says, and the spirit of God came upon Elijah. And the man was able to run the chariots. The Bible said the moment David took, uh, someone took the horn of oil and anointed David. The Bible said immediately the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. But who was working in the Old Testament? God the Father. But he was showing up as what? The spirit of God. 
So anytime you saw him, it was a spirit of God. But he was ready to give birth to a holy thing. He said, I'm Holy Spirit. Don't call me Spirit of God anymore. Call me the Holy Spirit. It's like Pastor Dominic, who is a father, who is also a pastor, and who is also a husband. I show up for an assignment. Today I'm here as an assignment as a pastor. But when I'm home, I'm a, I have an assignment as a father and also have an assignment as a husband. You'll get it. So when God was ready to give birth, he showed up as what? As the Holy Spirit. And so, and so, 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 so Mary said, how could this be? He said that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And at that moment, he could not still come inside, but he can come upon so this, the Holy Spirit, is, it comes upon you. So Jesus, in, 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 I believe, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's not in me, but it's upon me. So the Spirit, anytime you, you begin to address the Spirit of God in your prayers, he comes upon you. So he said, the Spirit of God is upon me, for he has anointed me. So that comes upon you to anoint you for an assignment. And without knowing your gift, I said yesterday, you will never understand what the anointing is for. Because the anointing comes for you to fulfill a purpose for God. Not only that, after he gave birth to him, anointed him, he died and resurrected. And the same Jesus, anytime he spoke to them, he said, as you have seen me, you have seen the father now who was the father of jesus the holy spirit which came upon mary to conceive him so the father of jesus is the who the holy spirit he said philip don't you know that as you have seen me you have seen the father because he's here it's me he conceived me he gave birth to me his dna is in me i am him it's the same god manifesting himself and then the next thing he died and he said that and we know by by this word that you cannot be a ghost until you are dead and so he died he said it is expedient that i go i must die so that the ghost can come but this time around this time around i will not just come and leave i will come and stay i will come and stay and so when he resurrected, they said, we receive the Holy Spirit. He, he, he told them to receive, but they did not. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. He said, I've given you, but it's not enough. He's keeping you for now. But tarry in Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem until thou hast what, been endued with power from on high. What is he saying? He was talking about the promise which is down the Holy Ghost. It is expedient that I leave you and go because when I go, then I can send him to you. And he said, because I live, you shall also live. He said, I will not leave you like orphans. I will still be with you. He said, the world will not see me, but you will see me. The same Jesus. He said, the world will not see me, but you will see me. When I go, I will still come. So when he left, he sent his ghost to come. But the Holy Ghost, his assignment it's not just to come upon you to fulfill an assignment he comes to live in you to transform you to transform you and so today may the holy ghost not just come upon you but may he come and live inside of you 
when you look at the, the book of Acts chapter 2, look what happened. He said, when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Next. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. So, this sound that is coming from heaven is not the Holy Spirit anymore. Because he's not showing up. Because if he's the Holy Spirit, then he can't live inside of us. He has to now be a ghost. Somebody's a ghost. He said a sound from a mighty... And then it filled all the house. So this time he filled the house. Which is a sign that he would dwell among us. And they... And they were sitting there. And then the next verse. And there appeared unto them a clothing tongue like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say Holy Ghost. Say Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in other tongues. So in this dispensation, when I'm asking God for his spirit, I must ask him for the one that is the Holy Ghost. That one, he comes and he wants to be with you. He is the Emmanuel, God with us. He's the God that is with us. He's the power that worked within us. He said unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think according to what? The power. It is the God in you that will do it. And today you need him more than ever before. KFT, we need him more than ever before. The church needs him. Uh, Jesus said, yeah, I've given you commission. Uh, you've, you've studied under my feet for three and a half years. You think you got it, but no, no, you don't have it until he comes. Because when he comes, he will equip you. This work is not a work of flesh. It is a work of grace. And today, may the Lord assist you. Because the Holy Ghost is the assistance that we need. May he fill every one of us. Say, Holy Ghost, my soul is thirsting for thee. My flesh is longing after thee. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. While we give God praise. I'd like to acknowledge my mother our first lady's mom is in the house come on let's celebrate God grandma is in the house amen and my sister-in-law is in the house auntie Victoria come on let's celebrate God for her amen amen and you are in the house. Celebrate God for yourself. And let us acknowledge our beautiful first lady, the prophetess. Just wave her hand. Say, first lady, we love you. Say, we love you, first lady. In Jesus' name, amen. You may please have your seats in heavenly places. Man of God, God bless you. Don't worry. 
We will have time for you here. Amen. Next month when you come, we'll make arrangements. Amen. 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 We give God for his life and the ministry God has given to him. Amen. We pray that the Lord will continue to increase you as you go out doing his work in Jesus' name. Now today, I want to talk about the importance of spiritual assistance. The importance of spiritual assistance. I don't know where this will end. Um, when you get into these kind of messages, you may not finish. But I pray that the Holy Ghost himself will fix the message and make it make, it make sense in Jesus' name. How many of you need an assistance? Uh, yes, I like that. May the Lord give you one. May the Holy Ghost help you. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 37. Luke 1, 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now, what month are we in now? The sixth month. Within this sixth month, may God send an angel to you. Oh, you may not believe what I'm saying, but I believe that we... Somebody's receiving that word. In this sixth month, may you have an angelic encounter. A visitation from an angel sent from heaven. Some of you, this will be the year that your problem are going to be solved. Some of you, this is the year that you will conceive. This month will be the month of an encounter. May the Lord send an angel. Amen. Somebody said the sixth month. Now, the sixth month is very important. That is why we go into a fast during that month. It's the middle of the year. In Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2 or 2 verse 3, it says, revive thy works in the midst of the year. God always revives his works in the middle of the year. So this month, we are expecting an angelic encounters. I say an angelic encounters. And anytime angels come, they come in response to what? Prayer. Angels come in response to what? So when you pray, God sends angels to bring the response to the prayer. So I believe that this angel that is released to Mary is as response to somebody else's prayer. Do you remember the guy named Simeon? And Anna, who was in the temple praying. The Bible said they've been praying, interceding, waiting for the manifestation of the sun. Waiting for the, that day to come. And so I believe that their prayers were heard in heaven. And the Lord says, time. Somebody say it is time. The Bible said when the fullness of time has come. When the fullness of time has come means when now I can, it can make sense to my people when I show up to them. What am I saying? When you look at the kingdoms that have come before the Romans, any time in the time of the Babylonians, the Persians, when they conquer a nation, they go and take the people and take them to their nation. This is how they conquer, right? And they keep piling the people up. And so God could not show up at that time because the seed of the woman has been promised in Genesis chapter 3, but he couldn't show up because it could not make sense to us. America, it is so hard to teach about the kingdom because America is not a kingdom. 
And so we, we, that's why we don't respect. He said Americans don't respect because we always want our own rights. But if you go to nations that understand kingdom, you'll be able to teach them about the kingdom of God better. So we bring the democracy that the system of America has taught us into the church and say, I am my right, my right, my right. When you are under kingdom, you don't have your rights. Amen. There's no right here, Hagar. The way she's looking at me because she's a lawyer, so she's like, <laughs> Amen. Now, this was what was happening in all the kingdoms that came before the Roman Empire. It was only the Romans that when they came and conquered Jerusalem or Israel, for them, they would not take their people to, to their country. They would leave the people there and send governors and rulers to those nations. And that is why uh, some European countries start colonizing. They learned that system from the Romans. And they begin to colonize the nation with their people. And the people go there and change the mindset of the people to become like the, the host nation. So when God saw that pattern going on at that time, he said, this is the time for me to bring my son. Because now if I teach them about my kingdom, they will have better understanding. Because I am not here to take you from earth to heaven. But I'm bringing heaven to you. You can have a seat. And so the kingdom of God is God sending ambassadors. Sending governors to come here on this earth. To colonize this earth. Not for us to go to heaven. Amen. But that is another topic. And so here... When the fullness of the time came, the Lord said, it is time. Because at that time, the Romans were the one that was ruling on this earth. And it would make sense when I begin to teach about the kingdom. And so Jesus, it was time for Jesus to come. So go back to that scripture. Let's read. Is that my scripture? Luke. Amen. He said, and in the sixth month, okay, go to verse 2. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin name was Mary. And the angel came into, unto her, came in unto her, and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. May you hear that word from an angel this month. May the Lord bless you. Oh, he can do it. You, you don't believe that he can do it. The Lord can change your life just like this. May the Lord call you blessed. Among your colleagues, may the Lord call you blessed. Among your colleagues, may the Lord call you blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said you are blessed. Among women. And when she saw him. She was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Lord, favor KFT. 
When I say, Lord, favor KFT, I'm talking about you. May the Lord favor you. May we find favor. Remember when God was ready to destroy the earth in Genesis chapter 6. And the Bible said there was a man called Noah who found favor before the Lord. And through that man, God preserved the earth. Today, may you be the Noah of our time. May you be the Noah in your family. That because of you, God will preserve your family. May Jehovah preserve your family because of you. May the Lord preserve this nation because of you. In the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, favor me. Say, Lord, favor me. Say, Lord, favor me. He said, you are favored. And he said, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? How shall this be? How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Some of you, you are in a situation right now. As mouth for the prophetic word that you have received, you don't even know how it could be. You look at your life right now and say, Lord, me? You have all this for me? How can this be? I don't even have a college degree. How can this be? I don't have a master's degree. How could this be? I don't have a father who have a business. How can this be? How can this be seeing that I don't know? I don't have. Seeing me right now in my state. A man has not even slept with me before. And you are telling me I will conceive a child. The impossible. Today I'm here to tell you. God can fulfill the impossible in your life. Today, if you allow the Holy Ghost to come upon you and live inside of you, he will do the impossible. Say he will do the impossible. And you look at your life and say, oh, how can I be a good wife? How can I be a good husband? How can I be a good father? How can I raise these children in these times that we are living? Where the system is turning our children towards the devil. As well as they are teaching doctrines of Satan. And now the, the right has become bad. And the bad has become good. Amen. This is what is being taught. Now how do we raise these children in this system? How? Today God is speaking. How? 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 Somebody say how. how? You don't have money to take your children to Christian school. Now, who guarantee that even when they go to Christian school, they will not be destroyed by YouTube and, and the TV programs and the friends that they see outside? What guarantee? How can we raise? At least when we were being raised, <laughs> there was some kind of morality here and, and, and there was no YouTube. I said to somebody, like, we don't have anything when you play basketball. I said, when I was playing basketball, there was no YouTube. So we couldn't load our games on YouTube so you can't find me. You understand? We, did not, was, we were not exposed to these things that our children are exposed to. Nowadays, kids, they know YouTube better than you. 
the kind of things that we are seeing. Lord, how can we raise these children in you? How? How? You are a single mother. How? You, you, you are only making, you are barely making ends meet. How can I take care of this child? How? 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 You just married. You don't know how it's going to go. You have children. You have, your job is not even paying you enough. How can you? How? How? Today I have an answer for you. I have an answer. Look at the answer that angel gave. Look at it. Put it on the screen. He said, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Spirit. Somebody said the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Ghost. He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son. Now the word Holy Ghost was translated wrong there. I said it yesterday. The NKGV got it right. So give me the NKJV. Because the English language is so limited that when you are translating, you make mistakes. So most of our translations are always, <laughs> English cannot comprehend it. And so the NKJV got it. He said that, and the angel answered unto her, the Holy Spirit. Because at that time, Jesus had not died, so he cannot be a ghost. You understand? So he, the Spirit of God has to be the Holy Spirit. He said, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Today our prayer is that let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Spirit come upon us and let the power of the highest overshadow us. I am praying for you. I say I am praying for you. Let the Holy Spirit come upon you and let the power of the highest overshadow you. The things that you are saying, how can this be? May the Holy Ghost, uh, may the Holy Spirit help you. May he assist you. Somebody say he will assist me. Say he will assist me. So I'm talking about the importance of spiritual assistance. The angel said, I have an assistant for you. His name is the Holy Spirit. When he come upon you, oh, the questions you have will be resolved. He, she will, he will solve all the questions. All the problems will be resolved. Today, whatever issue you came with, I have an assistant from heaven. His name is the Holy Spirit. And he said he will help you. I say he will help you. He will help you. Some of you just got a job. You don't even know how you can fulfill the demands of the job. But I see a man called the Holy Ghost. I see the Holy Spirit coming upon you. I see him coming upon you to fulfill the demands. How can this be? Since I don't have a degree. How can this be? I know you've been going to job interviews and they keep telling you you don't have the degree. You don't have the job experience. But how can you get a job because yes, you should, you should feed your family. And today the Lord said that he's coming. Somebody receive it because supernatural doors will begin to open. 
because the Holy Spirit is coming upon you the Holy Spirit is coming upon you the Holy Spirit receive the Holy Spirit Verse 36. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now six months of her who was also called barren. Why God keep addressing the six month? The six month. Elizabeth's pregnancy was exposed in the six month. Mary conceived hers in the six month. Today, somebody's receiving conception. Ah, I see something happening in somebody's womb. The baron is receiving a child. I said the baron is receiving a child. I see somebody conceiving a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift. A spiritual gift. Receive it in the name of Jesus. receive an impartation may the Holy Ghost come upon you may you begin to receive an implantation of graces today as we celebrate him the sky is the limit oh you'll be able to do it that attitude of yours will change that thing that will destroy your marriage will go I see it leaving because he's here to help you to be a good wife. To be a good husband. That limitation is leaving you. That prayerlessness is going. That prayerlessness is going. Receive the Holy Ghost. To be a good wife. 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 Hey! The next verse, 37, for with God, nothing, nothing, nothing will be impossible. With the Holy Ghost, nothing will be impossible. With the Spirit of God, nothing will be impossible. With the Holy Spirit, nothing will be impossible. I say nothing will be impossible. He's a God that makes the impossibility to become possible. I don't care the diagnosis. I don't care about the doctor's report. I see God making it possible for you. Now sit down please. So my focus is verse 35. Verse 35 today. He said, the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God, the Holy Spirit. Now these scriptures 
paint a powerful picture of spiritual assistance. Somebody says spiritual assistance. How can a woman who does not know a man, have never been with a man, get pregnant? That means that it does not matter your degrees. It does not matter your qualification. When God wants to do it, he gets it done. Because there's something called spiritual assistance. And today may your eyes be open to see and to be conscious about spiritual assistance. Now you can never fulfill the purpose, on earth, the purpose of God on earth by the energy of the flesh. Now the teaching starts. Pay attention. You can never fulfill what you were ordained to be or to do in Christ by the energy of the flesh. Whatever you call to be or you are called to be or to do can only be fulfilled by what I call spiritual assistance. Today the Lord wants to open your eyes about something so that you can take advantage of it. Amen. What did I say? Whatever you are called to do or to be can only be fulfilled by spiritual assistance. So in Luke chapter 24 verse 49 Luke 24 49 what does it say? He said, Behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with an assistance, power from on high. At this point, he has given them the great commission. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel. It was already given to them. But he said, tarry, wait. There is something called an assistance from heaven. When you wait for it and it comes, you'll be able to fulfill what I have told you to do. So my sister... You cannot fulfill that marriage if, it's only, if that marriage is ordained by God. You cannot fulfill it without the assistance from the Spirit. If that job was given to you by God, you can only fulfill it by the assistance from the Spirit. If that ministry started by him, don't ever try it to do it with the energy of the flesh. You need spiritual assistance. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see what I need. So if you were here today and you are asking yourself, why is my life the way it is? What you must be saying is what kind of assistance have I been enjoying? You see, you're you complaining, but you never ask about the assistance you've been enjoying because the enemy has a strategy. And that strategy is to blind you so that you will never see the need of spiritual assistance. What is spiritual assistance? Spiritual assistance is heavenly ordained requirement through which man can fulfill spiritual exploits on earth. 
I repeat. Heavenly ordained requirements through which men can fulfill spiritual exploits on earth. No matter what God has called you to do, you can never fulfill it without that spiritual assistance. May the Lord help you to see the need of it. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 9. Hannah says something. He said, by strength shall no man prevail. Say, by strength. Say, by strength shall no man prevail. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Somebody say, I need spiritual assistance. Say, I need spiritual assistance. Now, when you look at Zechariah, what was happening here? You know, Zerubbabel trying to build the, the temple. They were struggling. It was being delayed. And the Lord sent his word to encourage him. He said, this will be built. And he said, it will be not done by your might, nor by your power, but the spirit of the Lord will make it happen. I will send an assistant from heaven and that assistant will cause you to fulfill what I have told you to do. Today, receive that assistance. Receive it. You are called into ministry. You need an assistance. You've called to minister. You need an assistance. You call to be a wife. You need an assistance. You call to be a husband. You need an assistant. You call to be a father, to be a mother. You need an assistant from heaven. You need it. Some of you are trusting in your, in your degrees. You're trusting in what you have, in your connections. You're trusting in the influence that you have. It's just a matter of time. The Lord said that if you are going to fulfill what I have called you for, you will need an assistant. And I'll show you why assistance is very important. Amen. Now, there are dimensions of results a man cannot achieve on earth without spiritual assistance. And if you realize that you are struggling, then you must check what is happening with my assistant from heaven. Because if I'm trying to move a car and the car is moving, I must check what kind of assistance do I need in order to move that car. And people in the world understand this. People in the other world, they understand this thing. And the church, so blinded. Today the Lord said, I'll open your eyes to see the need of me in your life. In the name of Jesus. So there are parents that only push their children into education, but they will never push them into spiritual things. Because they don't feel the need for spiritual assistance. But the Lord said, it's not by might. It's not by your degrees. It's not about uh, uh, the, the, the job experiences. There are people that have been working now, but they have nothing to show for. To do ministry in this side of the world, you need spiritual assistance. Tell me. If God is not with you, you will struggle. 
And so those that are struggling in the things that God have supposedly called them into, is they got to check to see if they have an assistant from heaven. Because you can never fulfill the assignment of God on this earth without him backing you up. So if God called me for America, that means God will assist me in America. If I disobey God and move to Ghana, the assistant will not be there. Because the God that assists me lives in America. For me, my personal God that will help me, that one is here. Do you get it? So everyone has a location where God will assist them. And I said that yesterday that if you discover your spiritual gift, there's, more, there's less stress in your life. Because God helps you in where he has called you. When he comes upon you, he anoints you. That anointing empowers you to fulfill it. But if you are, like I said, I have five children. Now, grandma can attest to this. If you go and buy a shirt or buy something, they, it has to be the same color or the same thing for all of them. You go to McDonald's and you get those toys and make sure it's the same toys. Why? Because when, that, when the other one sees this one, he wants that one. That is how immaturity has kept the church. That because this brother has the gift of prophecy, every one of you wants the gift of prophecy. But yours may be teaching. Yours may be word of, uh, word of knowledge, whatever. Yours may be service. Yours may be uh, the gift of giving. But because of immaturity, everybody wants the same gift. But the anointing that you carry is only behind. The assistant that you have is only behind your gifts. At the moment you discover that gift, the Lord assists you. He begins to push you to fulfill that assignment. And today, may your eyes open to see what you carry. And what you carry will bring that assistance in the name of Jesus. That is why when you marry wrong, you suffer. Because you step into the wrong place. There's no assistant there for you to be pushed. But when you marry the right one, there's a divine assistance that pushes you. I pray that you will not make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Even when it comes to ministries, if you are in the wrong ministry, you'll suffer. The moment you step into where you are called for, you see that an assistant come. The Lord begin to push you. The Lord begin to move things in your life. Testimonies begin to flow. Why? Because now you are in where you are being called for. Pray that we will see that the need for spiritual assistance in the name of Jesus. Some of us would have been dead working secularly. You know, he carried a doctorate degree. Oh. But with all that doctorate, the Lord said, leave it and do my work. Now, if he disobeyed the Lord and go back, you see how he struggle. I'm telling you. Many great men were told to leave what they, were, what they studied for. To come and do because your calling is in what our Lord has called you for. It's not in your degree. First lady always share her story. Where the Lord, the man of God prophesied say, you, your, your, your blessing will not be in your degree. I've seen you sitting on people sending you checks of money. And so I know you want to be a doctor, but that will not be where God will bless you. Now if she said, oh, because I want to be a doctor and go into that doctorate. He should be working now and stress herself. The blessing she is receiving now, she will never get it there. Because the assistant that God wants to give to her is behind her, walking in her calling. And I pray that we will not miss our callings. 
in the name of Jesus and that the struggling will come to an end. Amen. Maybe you were not called to to, to, to be here and you came. Those people, and I know you have uncles that came. They could have been better home, I'm telling you. Me, I have one. He was doing well in Ghana and then he came here and he has been bad for the last 20 something years. I said he would, could have done better in Ghana. He was in business, traveling, doing stuff, coming to America. I said not everyone is called to be here. Amen. May the Lord help you to locate your callings. May the Lord help you to know your giftings. May you not be a square trying to fit in a circle. In the name of Jesus. You see, when you try to put a square in a circle, what do you have to You have to struggle. And that is what's happening with some of you. You are struggling because you are misaligned. But may the Lord bring you under divine alignment so that you can receive an assistant from heaven in the name of Jesus. Say, I receive an assistance. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, spiritual assistance is also the process of receiving help from the spiritual realm to do things on earth. The assistance, spiritual assistance is the process. Somebody say the process of receiving help from the spiritual realm to do things on earth. So when a man begins to receive help from the spirit, that man is assisted spiritually. Not physically, spiritually. Amen. Some of these people that we compete with at our workplaces, they have an assistance. And now open your eyes about the spiritual realm so that you don't joke with it. Now, if spiritual assistance means receiving help from the spiritual realm, then we must understand the realities of the spiritual realm. Today, may your eyes open to know the realities in the spiritual realm. You must understand that life is more than what you see physically. See, life is more than what I see physically. Now, do you believe in what you just said? Yes. Okay. Tell your neighbor, the spiritual realm exists. Now, it is your consciousness of the, spiritual, of the existence of the spiritual realm that makes you take advantage of it. If you are not conscious of it, you will never take advantage. But you are conscious of it, you will you'll be able to take advantage. The reason why we speak we stress ourselves up. Really. It's because our mind, our consciousness is not on the spiritual realm. We, we don't. And so we only behave towards what we see physically. We react to what we are seeing physically. But a man that understands the spiritual realm always take, are always in the advantage. You will always will be in the advantage when you understand the spiritual realm. So Jesus says something. He said, the children of the world are more wiser than those in the kingdom. Why? Because they have some understanding that we don't. Now, a witch have an understanding that you not. A witch can enter into the spirit and get an assistant, get some demons to come and fight you. 
Enter the realms of the spirit. Pick some demons and send them to you. And you are home and start getting attacks. And, and, and you are not praying. Even when you pray, you have no understanding of your prayer. You don't know that you also can enter into the realms of the spirit and pick some angels and send them there. You see, the moment you are conscious about it, it makes you dangerous in the spirit. You say, Lord, I'm entering there. I'm picking up the, the angel of death. I'm sending, yeah. And then you begin to send them. And you see them going. Consciousness. The moment you are not conscious about it, although it's there, you will never take advantage of it. I said to one of our brothers, Kenny, yesterday, I said, Kenny, this walk of Christianity is a walk of revelation. And it is according to what the Lord has revealed to you. And if you don't have the revelation, you will never see it. And so we, we walk in different revelations. The revelation he carries may be different from you. So that means he lives in a different realm than you. May the Lord help you to catch a revelation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, help me. And grant me a revelation. In Jesus' name. So the spiritual realm exists. We must be conscious of the spiritual realm before it can happen. You must be conscious that the life that we are living is not physical. Say life is not physical. <laughs> you must be conscious that the earth is a shadow of what happens in the realms of the spirit. Did you understand the English that I just said? This earth is a shadow. Somebody say it's a shadow. If something is a shadow, that means it's not the real thing. Me standing here preaching, I've already preached before I came here. In the realms of the spirit. You could have seen me preach. You could have seen the man of God come to visit us today, last year. We have lived this life before. <laughs> See, the Bible said that he, 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 he begins, he ends the thing and then he begins it. All this, the Bible, you have been predestinated. But the spiritual realm is the reality of what we are manifesting here on this earth. So the realms of the spirit is the real thing and the earth or the physical things we are seeing are shadows. 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 Oh, so when the enemy wants to attack you, you see the reality in the dream. When the last time you saw Satan with a knife coming to you physically? When was the last time you saw the enemy take your eggs. Some of you have seen somebody come and just take your baby's eggs from your womb. When was the last time you saw a, a demon come to you physically and sleep with you? These are happening in the spirit. But you wake up and you see the effect going on in your life. So may we not be ignorant of this fact that the earth is the shadow of the spiritual realm. Amen. Say the earth is a shadow. So there is a spiritual realm and we must be conscious that it exists. 
Amen. Why am I saying that you must be conscious? Because number one agenda of Satan, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4, is to make sure that you are blinded. The enemy's agenda is to make sure that you are not aware of these things. As much as what I'm sharing for, with you right now, if you can take it seriously, the enemy is not really happy with it. Because American girl, you're supposed to be more carnal as ever before. All you should be worrying about is makeup and clothing and nail painting and cars and houses. Spiritual things. He shouldn't be teaching them this. So most of these teachings that we receive in this country, it's not spiritual. We're only dealing with the, <laughs> the fruits, but we are not tackling this, the, the roots. And John the Baptist says, now the axe is laid to the roots. May we uproot whatever Satan wants to plant in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Who blinded them? Who is the God of this world? How did he become the God of this world? <laughs> Be a good student of the word. Amen. So when Adam sinned, he ended up over the rulership of the earth to Satan. For Satan to rule. Is that right? So from that day forward, Satan became the God of this world. So he had the audacity to challenge Jesus, to tell Jesus to bow. And when he bowed, he gave him the glory. That is on this. End. And he said, you know what he said? He said, it was given to me. Somebody gave it to him. Satan said, the Adam that you created is the one that gave me. Amen. And so those that are not in Christ are under the rulership of the God of this world. And those that are in Christ are under the rulership of Jesus. You see the difference? And so not every he's still ruling. And his assignment is to blind you so that you will never see. So Satan isn't moving around. Even the, the, the children of Christ, he's blinded us in so many ways. Amen. When the enemy wants to attack your life, the first thing he attacks is your vision. So if the enemy wants to attack this church, the first thing he will attack is the vision of the church so that nobody sees what is happening. Because the moment you see, you can pray against it. And so he wants to kill you, but then when you dream, he takes the dream away from you. All of a sudden, you don't remember your dreams. Anyone that is here that don't remember their dreams, know that you are under spiritual attack. Even the things God is showing you. Ah, I woke up. Oh, hmm, I think I had a dream. Oh, hmm, was I here? Hmm, I'm not even sure. Because the realities of the realms of the spirit are only seen in your dreams. So God said, I want to show you the reality. So when you sleep, then he open your eye to that realm. And show you what the reality is. And so before your son will get into that accident, the Lord has already revealed to you. Before that, that baby is about to, you know, get hurt, you saw in a dream 
before that mistake was about to take place, you were able to see it. Everything the Lord showed you because the reality is not this earth. The reality is in the spirit. And so our dreams are the places Satan attacks. And today I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you insight. The Holy Spirit will open your eyes. The, Lord, the Holy Spirit will give you discernment. Discernment of spirit. May you begin to discern and may you begin to see in the spirit. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Come on, let it be your prayer. Lift up your voice and pray that prayer. May the Lord open your eyes. May Jehovah open your eyes. Come on, pray that prayer. Amen. So we must take your seat. You must take advantage. You must take your dream life seriously. But you thought that you see with your naked eye always, right? But how come when you dream, when you sleep is when you dream? So this naked eye is not what actually <laughs> there's a spirit of the there's an eye of the spirit. So when you dream, the Lord open you up to enter into your true self. Amen. To see what is really taking place in your life. So some way, somehow, God was always going to reveal to you what your true state is. And the problem is that most of us sitting here are not really aware of what our true state is. Because the God of this world has succeeded in blinding us. And today, we are about to pray. I can't even get into the message, but because of time, we will pray that the Lord will truly release that descending of the Spirit. That we will be able to see in the Spirit. That our eyes will be open to see the realities of the Spirit so that we can get the assistance that we need. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now jump to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. You know, anytime you see yourself blind or you're not seeing, you're under the control of Satan at that moment. That means Satan is in charge of your life. And so every one of you to pray and break out of every spiritual blindness. Amen. He said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the, at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. That what you are seeing is, is, is temporal. It will die. But the one that is not seen is eternal. Do you know that demons that were with your great-great-great-grandfather are still alive? 
but your great-grandfather is dead. Those demons are not dead. They are still there. Do, do you get it? They are spirits that were there a thousand years ago. They are still alive. Because the realms of the spirit is what? Eternal. So your true self is where? It's in the spirit. And you cannot fulfill what you are called for until you have an assistant. Because within the realms of the spirit, there are two different realms. There's the realm of darkness and the realm of light. Say the realm of darkness and the realm of light. Amen. Now, go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 4. We will see the different realms. He said, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that light, saw the light, and that it was good. So God divided the light from where? Did the Lord destroy the darkness? So he never destroyed the darkness, but he divided it. So in the realms of the Spirit, there's the light world and the dark world. And those that are in the world, those that are into occultic stuff, they are assisted by the dark world. And those that are in God are assisted by the light. Do you get it? Do you get it? 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19 or verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 9. He said, you were called out of what? He said, but he, but he, but he that lacketh these things is blind. And cannot see afar off. And I've forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Next verse. Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. And ye do these things, ye shall never fail. Amen. Four. Amen. So, go back to verse 9 again. It said, but he that lacketh these things is blind. Amen. And I pray that you will not be blind. I pray that your, your, the Lord will open your eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the spiritual realm exists. Say they exist. Say they exist. Say they exist. Paul said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. In where? Heavenly places, meaning the spiritual realm. And so your enemy is in the spiritual realm. And guess what? Your blessing is also in the spiritual realm. And so the contention for your life is truly not this physical realm. It's the spiritual realm. And those that control the spiritual realm control the physical. So while you are sleeping and snowing, somebody is chanting and mentioning your name and wants to take your position. And that's why Bible said that we should pray without season. Because prayer takes us into the spirit to fix whatever needs to be fixed. To deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. Prayer is a weapon that takes us into the realms of the spirit to do things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Say the spiritual realm exists. Now, why do you need spiritual existence? Number one, like I said, because your battle is in the spiritual. Your battle is spiritual. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So the things that are happening in your marriage is not physical, but it's spiritual. The things that are happening among your children, start dealing with them in the spiritual. Stop hitting your children too much. Some of you just deal with the fruit. Enter the spirit. There's a demon of disobedience that has entered our child. You better go into prayer and start casting that demon out. Some of you need to start laying hands on your children. And begin to command those demons to come out of your child. You tell this is not a child I gave birth to. You better leave him alone. In the name of Jesus. There are certain sicknesses that come. You rebuke that spirit of infirmity. You bind any spirit that wants to enter your child. To attack the child and attack you. Because a man that understands the spirit knows how to deal with the things of the spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. See my problem is not physical. But it is spiritual. In the name of Jesus. So we understand that. Amen. Number two. The root of our problem is spiritual. Luke chapter 13 verse 11. Luke 13 11. Say the root of my problem is spiritual. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed. She was like this, bowed together and could not know why lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. Amen. Go back to verse 11 again. He said, this woman had a spirit. So her problem was not the physical thing you see here. Her problem was the spirit of infirmity who was sitting upon her, keeping her down like this. Amen. When Jesus saw, he didn't say, oh, give me some medicine. Let me rub it. He said, let me, because Jesus' eyes were much open. He saw a demon sitting, sitting on this woman like this. And the woman couldn't lift up herself. And Jesus binded and rebuked that spirit from her. And said, woman, thou art loose. The moment Jesus confronted that demon, the woman was released. That means that most of our problems, even the sicknesses that we have, there's a spirit attached to it. Amen. Say there's a spirit attached to it. And so if you're a man or woman who does not understand spiritual things and see the need of spiritual assistance, you'll be defeated. Because the realms of darkness, they have their assistance. And what is your assistance? You call yourself a Christian, walk into work. You don't pray. You don't read your word. You just know that, yeah, your mom used to take you to church. And say, yeah, me, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Listen, there's more for you to do than just calling yourself a Christian. Now, as a matter of fact, if your mom, if your father was a pastor, it does not qualify you to be a Christian. If you were born into a Christian home, does not qualify you to be a Christian. If you actually go to prayer meetings, you are still not a Christian. I'm not saying that if you're a Christian, don't go to prayer meetings. 
Amen. We need an assistance. Today, the Lord said that he's here to assist us in everything that we need him for. In the name of Jesus. Say the root of my problem is spiritual. So therefore, I need a spiritual assistance. In Mark chapter 4 verse 37 to 39. Remember the storm that was blowing in the sea when Jesus was going in Galilee when the storm, the, the, the storm was happening and Jesus was sleeping on the boat. When Jesus got up, what did he say? <laughs> he said, peace be still. And what, what did he rebuke? What happened to the wind? But what were we seeing? Do you see the wind? You can never see the wind. But you saw the river, the, the ocean moving like this. But behind the ocean, there was a wind that was behind it causing it. So Jesus had to rebuke that wind. And the moment the wind was rebuked, the physical storm stopped. Amen. Amen. Bible said, and the wind ceased. The wind. The spirit that was behind the wind, the behind the, the storm, behind the, the, the ocean, blowing it and trying to cause problems physically. It was a wind. And when Jesus said, peace, be still, the wind said, I must obey. And the moment the Bible said, and the wind stopped. And the moment the wind stopped, there was a great calm. I don't know what storm is blowing in your life, but in this day of Pentecost, if you can call upon the spiritual assistance, the Holy Ghost, I see, I see him assisting you against every wind. By the word that will come out of your mouth, out of your mouth, he will back it and assist you to come out of every storm in the name of Jesus. I say you will come out of every, every storm. That limitation is coming to an end. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive a spiritual assistance. Receive a spiritual assistance. Receive a spiritual assistance in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against every wind that is blowing against the peace in your marriage. Any wind that is blowing against your education, against your career, against your ministry, against your children, against your health. I command peace be still. I rebuke the spirit behind that wind. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. See, when it comes to spiritual assistance, number one, spiritual assistance only comes by the words you speak. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Say, it mattered the words that I speak. Today, if you learn how to speak well, the Holy Ghost will use your words to assist you. In the name of Jesus. He said, life, death and life is in the power of what? Yes. So words are the gateways and the doors through which spiritual beings invade the earth realm. Let me repeat. Words are the gateways and doors through which spiritual beings invade the spiritual realm. Do you know that the enemy can never curse your children? 
But anytime you speak curses on your children, spirits follow those words and invade their life. So you have to be careful what you say. Because words allow demons to flow. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what you are declaring will depend on the kind of assistance you get. So if I wake up and say, although I'm broke, and I say I'm rich, guess what? The angel of riches will begin to follow after what I'm saying. When I'm weak and I begin to say I am strong, guess what? The angel of strength begin to follow. But when you are weak and say, oh, this weakness here, it will kill me, oh. It will kill me, oh. It will kill me, oh. And then the demon of death, he say, ah, let's follow that word. We are following, we are coming, and they are killing. Life and death. If you want spiritual assistance, check what you say. So the Lord said, let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, because when you say, the assistance comes. Assistance will come. Assistance will come. Assistance will come. Even when you cannot do it, say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say, I can do all things. Words. 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 Don't speak defeat, speak victory. Every day you wake up, speak victory. Every day you call your children, you begin to bless them. Don't ever say anything negative about your children. It takes a spiritual ignorant person to curse your children. Even when you are mad, say, mm. don't say anything. As mother, when you are angry, don't speak. Don't say a word. Shut up. You should put on your words, shut up. Even when you are mad. Because the same child you are cursing will be your problem. You curse your child, you curse yourself. You curse your husband, you curse yourself. You curse your wife, you curse yourself. The demon is looking, lurking. When they going to say something so I can come? I need, I need to come. The moment you release that word that it shall not be well with you, say, eh, let's go. So the Lord said, if I want to bless you, all I need to do is release words. Because assistance of blessing come by the words you speak. So blessings come by what? Somebody say words. Say words. Say words. Say words. What have you been saying? What have you been saying? Amen. Numbers chapter 6 verse 22 to 27. The Lord, you see, God I pray that we will understand how spirit works. And look what the Lord said to Moses. He said, and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, speak unto Aaron and unto his son saying, on this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel saying unto them. So the blessing come by saying. So guess See, I always tell people, you never have the, when you give, you are not blessing me. You are honoring me. The words that come out of my mouth to you is a blessing. You get it. The words that come out of my mouth to you is a blessing. And so he said, this is how I want the priest to bless the children of Israel. This is how. He said, the Lord bless thee. 
So if I lay hands and say, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you and make and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Continue. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. The moment you put God's name on that child, the Lord blesses that child. Some of you have not been putting God's blessings on your job. You actually been complaining and murmuring. You have not put God's blessings on your marriage. You actually been complaining and murmuring. But today, learn how to place God's name. Release blessings every day. Even when your husband is not doing well, say, ah, my husband is a good man. When he's not a good, you, you, you proclaim goodness. When your wife is not good, you proclaim goodness. As well, if your wife's food does not taste good, you proclaim goodness. And say, my wife, your food tastes good. The moment you keep saying it, the food will start tasting good. He said, thou shalt put my name on them and I'll bless them. I will assist them. I will come through what you are saying. So if Aaron decide not to say it over the children of Israel, they will not be blessed. And so Aaron declared this on them every day. And then some Jacusco prophets wanted to curse them. And the Lord said, these people are blessed. You can't curse because there has been words of blessing upon them. You cannot touch them. You cannot curse them. Because they are blessed. Today may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. And be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And grant you peace. Amen. Take your seat. So in this realm of light, we bless by words. In the realm of darkness, we curse by words. Somebody say we curse by words. In Numbers chapter 22, verse number 5 and 6, the king went for an assistant, asking for assistance. For the prophet to release curses. He said he sent messengers before. Therefore unto Balaam. The son of Boah. To Pethar. Which by the river of the land. Of the children of his people. To call him saying behold. There is a people come out from Egypt. Behold they cover the face of the earth. Lying. Uh, and they abide over against me. Come now therefore. I pray thee curse me these people for they are too mighty for me per adventure i shall prevail that <laughs> that we may smite them and that i may drive them out of the land for i would that he wh- whom thou blessed is blessed and he whom thou curse is cursed hey he said i want to defeat these people but I know I'm a, I'm a nation. I have guns and uh, weaponry. But I need you to curse them first. That means that curses, you know, the battle in him, the battle is not physical. It's a spiritual battle. He said, I want you to release the curse so that I can prevail against them. So if the enemy is prevailing against you, check the words that is over your life. 
Check what has been said concerning you. Check what you have been saying. Some of you have cursed yourself. Don't ever say, I will die. The spirit of death is looking for you. Don't say, I want to commit suicide. The suicidal spirit looking for you. The more you say, ah, this is my friend. Let me go. When a guy breaks your heart, don't ever say, I will never trust a man. Or when a woman, let me say the other way. When that young lady broke your heart, don't ever say, I will never trust any woman. Because the moment you say, the spirit enters. So when you are broken, keep quiet. Because what you say will be held against you. Don't say things that you will regret. If some of us, if we are open our mouth to say something, we will not be here. You keep your mouth shut and you look up to him. Looking up to the Lord, the author and the finisher of my faith. I will look up onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help come from the Lord. Yes, that should be your prayer. You say, you know what? I will just be quiet and I will let the Lord fight my battles for me. Because when you learn how to fight your battles, the Lord will not fight for you. He said, curse them. Do you remember David and Goliath? A small boy, 17 year old, skinny, short, no weapon, holding a stone, a sling and a stone. And this guy, giant with all weaponry and army, clothing, everything, with a sword and javelin and everything, showed up to Goliath. And the Bible said, the first thing Goliath said, the Bible said, and Goliath cursed David by his gods. And David said, hey, me, I've sat under the Lord for many years, 17 years. I have an experience. I know how spiritual things work. You said, Bible said you, and David said, you curse me by your gods. But I come, I come not in my name. I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the army of Israel, whom thou have defiled. He said, This day, David began to speak. He said, This day, the Lord will give me you, and I will cut off your head, and I will give it to the birds of the field. David prophesied his death by speaking. Some of you, the enemy is speaking against you. You have kept your mouth shut. You have to, if you need an assistant from heaven, learn how to open your mouth and speak. Speak against the situation in the name of Jesus. Do you remember the fig tree? The Bible said Jesus appeared through the fig tree. And the Bible said, and the fig tree answered Jesus. The tree talked to Jesus, he heard. And Jesus opened his mouth and cursed the fig tree. But the cursing of the fig tree, the next day the fig tree withered. What was happening? There was an assistant that came from Jesus' mouth that went and destroyed the fig tree by his cursing. We have to be careful what we say. Our spiritual assistant come from what? Speaking. Somebody say speaking. Learn what to say and how to say it in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, help my tongue. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So in Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 37, the angel said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. So we understand one thing, children of God. We understand one thing before we leave. The Holy Spirit is the vehicle through which God gives men spiritual assistance. I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit is the vehicle through which God gives men an assistance. 
So when you need an assistant from heaven, who you call upon? And today we are celebrating him. We need him. I, I need an assistant. This work, we cannot do it by our own strength. I need an assistant from him. So he must come and assist me. And to raise these children he's given me, I need an assistance. To be a good husband, I need an assistant. As a matter of fact, I was raised in a different house than my wife. So there's no way we can be in, always in agreement. So if the Lord does not assist you in marriage, you will fail. Don't think that because your husband, you know, you just get married, your wife say, I love you, I love you, you think that's it. <laughs> Go and ask those that are there. You need an assistant. God must assist you. God must assist your wife to be a good wife. God must assist your husband to be a good husband. God must assist. Some of you marry without God. That's why you're struggling. Uh -huh. You need to marry in him so that he can assist you. Don't just... <laughs> Don't accept any Jacusco brother. Don't just go and follow the looks and marry that Jacusco sister. And the fact that the person come to church does not mean that they are saved. There are a lot of unsaved people sitting in the church. I'm telling you the truth. A lot of unsaved ones. You'll be very disappointed. You need to inquire. You come and you look. Look very well with a shining eye. Because they may send a demonic assistant to you. In the name of Jesus. Say the Holy Ghost. Is my divine assistance. In the name of Jesus. Say the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost. That, that gives me assistance. We are about to pray. That he will fill us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He said, how can this be? How can this be? How can this be? How can this be? How can David be a king without him? How can Elijah be a prophet without him? How? How can Jesus do his work without him? In Acts chapter 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus. With the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing them, all them that were sick and oppressed by the enemy. Even Jesus needed an assistant from the Holy Ghost. What about you? You see, Jesus represented us. And that is why he had to be fully a man and allow the Spirit of God to work through him. Which means that he's expecting us to allow the Holy Ghost to work through us. Today, may we avail ourselves. For the Holy Ghost to assist us. I say may we avail ourselves. The things that you think is impossible. The things that you think is impossible. He will assist you. He will assist you. He will use you. He will cause you to do things at that workplace. That you never thought that they would do. They will begin to start promoting you. And you will be like hey are they sure they are promoting me? Is that me? Hey, well, eh, 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 Because I see an assistant coming from heaven. I see, I see an assistant coming from heaven. I see an assistant coming from heaven. Be on your feet. I see an assistant coming from heaven. His name is the Holy Ghost. His name is the Holy Ghost. Hey, I want to be a good father. I need him. I want to be a good pastor. I need him. I need him.
I need him. I need him. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, before we pray, if you are here, if you don't know Jesus, I want to welcome you. Because without you knowing Christ, the Holy Ghost can never assist you. You need his assistance. But you must come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Maybe you are here. The Lord has touched your heart. And you want to now give your life to Jesus. Bible says with the heart we believe. And with the mouth we confess into salvation. Even it takes your confession for you to be saved. Ah. So even it takes your mouth opening to say it for you to be saved. Right now, wherever you are, come to me right now. If you haven't confessed, I want you to come. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit. Remember that the lady said, Holy Spirit, activate. Yeah, may the Holy Ghost activate. In the name of Jesus. We need his activation. We need him. He is the solution. When he comes, he will sing very well. You will sing from the realms. The realms. He will assist you. You say a word and he backs it. There's power that backs it because there's a spiritual assistance. Yes, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Hey, me, I need him more than ever before. I need him for this assignment. We cannot fail when he's with us. Again, your hosts were Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Leslie Osei. We hope you were blessed by this conversation and gained insight. Please be sure to connect with us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Until next time, God bless you.